Welcome to the Connection Podcast. I'm Jason Keister, the show's producer, here with hosts Drew Boreen and Lexi DeLuna. Let's get ready to connect with somebody new today. First today, Lauren Schofield. Say hi, Lauren. Hi. We have two Laurens in a row. You guys excited? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. We also have our, <laughs> our special uh, returning guest host, Christina DeSoli. Say hi, Christina. Hello, the one and only. <laughs> and we have Chuck DeSoli. I am here as well. Someday we'll be able to get you on the show to make fun of Drew and Christina, but it's, it's not going to happen I know, it never today. happens. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, Lauren, we're, we're glad to have you here. Um, and as you probably know, we, we start our show off by um, asking you to give your sacrament talk intro. You're in a new ward. You're telling us who you are. Let's go. Okay. Um, well, my name is Lauren Schofield. I grew up in Modesto, California, um, born and raised there you know, all the way till I was 18 years old, um, came up to the University of Oregon, and I ended up graduating in business, and um, I am now married. Actually, tomorrow is our four-year anniversary. Um, if you were to ask me how long it feels like I've been married, probably a lot longer, like nine or ten years, <laughs> but <laughs> four years tomorrow. And we have two kids, uh, Marin, who is two and a half, almost three, and Charlie is nine months old. And what else should I say about myself? <laughs> well, I think, I think first of all, talking about your kids, so tell us about the name Frog. Oh, yes. And where that came from. Yeah, it's probably weird for some people to hear Marin. And so that's how we would walk around with her. And Chad at one point was like, she looks like a little tree frog on you. <laughs> and... Um, we actually left the hospital without naming her, so we just really didn't know what to call her. Um, and so Frog was her name for a while. And then um, at her first birthday, she got a lot of frog-themed things, backpacks and toys and books and things, so it, it stuck. I like how Chad just throws Frog around there like we're supposed to know, too. <laughs> yeah. When I first met him, he was saying, hey, Frog, hey, Frog, and I, I was like... I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> yeah, like, what's, he, what's he talking about? This could be your pet. This could be. <laughs> That's right. But frog, like, uh, as far as how how did uh, the position go on you? She well, she's kind of a big baby. I mean, she was like nine pounds when she came out. So I she'd start up here, kind of on my shoulder, and like she'd slowly just kind of slide down my body because she was heavy and it couldn't hold her any other way. So she would just kind of be right here on my somewhere between my chest and my stomach, and just kind of in that little yeah. frog position that babies are in. That's right. I remember like when uh, Christina and Kayla. Oh dear. Yeah, I had them in kind of a football, you know, holding them like oh, this, yeah. and they're just totally straddled on my forearm. <laughs> and uh, kind of in that frog position as well, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, just, I don't know, just fit like a glove. Well, too bad your nickname isn't football then. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I would like to, if we can jump in here a bit, I would like to hear about your conversion story and how we can go from there. Yeah, um, I I guess it starts, a little, I'll go all the way back, I guess. So when I was young, um, I'm, I'm not born into the church or anything. Um, and my parents divorced pretty early and there was kind of no like set religion for me. My mom grew up Catholic. Um, and so you know, she was the C&E churchgoer, which is Christmas and Easter. And so, you know, we would kind of, I would go with her, me and my brother and her, um, we'd go to church on Christmas and Easter. And other than that, I kind of, 
I was exposed to different, I guess, religions and churches through friends mostly. Just, you know, if I was at a sleepover or whatever and their family went to church the next day, I would join them. Um, Or friends, you know, invite me to different activities or things like that. Um, But, you know, I didn't really have any, um, any certain one that I would follow. And so when I was in junior high, I made some new friends and um, they invited me to things like youth conference and girls camp, um, you know, mutual sometimes. So thank you. See where I'm going with this. They were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and I guess it was a few years into our friendship, probably more like in high school when they actually invited me to start meeting with elders and taking the lessons. Um, and so why you here? why you're here where you're going, what happened after this life. And I don't, it just kind of felt like these puzzle pieces were coming together in my head and um, it was all making sense. And they were saying that they explained to me that that was the spirit working and that's kind of how, how I feel it. Um, And so uh, after high school, I graduated, um, came up here for school, like I said, to U of O. And my freshman year, I all of a sudden got really homesick, which I had never been homesick in my life. Um, I went to all kinds of camps, you know, week-long camps, and just, like, had never had an issue being away from my family or anything. Um, but I just felt this weird yearning to go back home. And Easter was coming up, and I was like, well, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of ingrained in me. I got to go to church on Easter. I got to find somewhere to go. And I remember my friends telling me about something called Institute, so I looked up the address and I showed up there. Um, it's on what, East 16th Avenue. I think a lot of us in the area know the Institute building well. I showed up there at 10 a.m. on um, Easter Sunday. And when I walked through the doors, um, of course, you know, sister missionaries just like they scuttle, they kind of hurry right up to you because you're someone new they haven't seen before and they're all excited. And um, I, I, I couldn't even speak. I was really overcome with emotion of feeling like I was in a familiar place, um, even though I had never been there before. And I, it just kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, I think this is what I've been yearning for. This, I think this was that I was homesick for my heavenly home, um, not so much my earthly home. And, um, you know, I think the sister missionaries, sister missionaries probably felt like they found like this golden egg because I, I knew everything already. I had taken, you know, several years worth of lessons, I feel like, with the missionaries before. Um, so like two weeks and later I was baptized. And um, yeah, and now here That's, I am. Um, when you were, okay, you said that you were going to churches here and there with friends. How old were you when you started doing that? Oh, I mean, that was kind of all throughout growing up. So, you know, elementary school, junior high school. Um, yeah, okay. And, w- and when you're uh, going, you know, like to your friends, was it something that like, intrigued you at the time? Or were you just like, eh, and just like... Kind of. It, yeah, I would say it just kind of felt like the respectful thing to do. You know, if I was at someone's house and they said a prayer before a meal, you know, I'd go ahead and pray. Or if, if they invite me to church, I, I say yes. Um, it just felt like... I felt like the nice thing to do. I wouldn't say that I felt really all um, like intrigued in what uh, was happening at church, maybe. Um, and I think actually some of it really didn't click until my friends invited me to um, a sacrament meeting where I was sitting there. I'm like, this is exciting and colorful. <laughs> and yeah, it's, you know, that's fun and all. But um, I don't think it 
felt like anything real until I, I sat through a sacrament meeting. Okay, cool. Huh. I have something, another question on the top of my head. I just can't remember what it was now, but that's, that's pretty cool. That, that you felt like, you know, that's that yearning for home and then you just kind of, you know, in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then college. you were able to uh, feel that going through the institute doors. Do you have any family in the church? Um, no. Well, I guess later on my mom got baptized um, years after I did. But I mean, other than that, no. I The little bit of family history I've done, it looks like that maybe, you know, enough generations back, I did yeah. have some kind of early pioneer ancestors, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, that's been kind of fun to find out. One thing that's interesting to me is, you know, you're making this move on your own and, and converting to the church. Was there any pushback or any, what was the reaction to your family like at that point? Um, yeah, I mean, my, so I have my dad and my stepmom. Um, and then my mom and I'd say my dad and my stepmom were kind of like, okay, like that, you know, I guess if that's what you want to do, you know, they didn't really ask necessarily any questions, kind of, you know, what it means to me or what I believe. It was just sort of like, okay, that's cool. Um, and then my mom, because she has more of, you know, like the actual background of understanding, you know, what religion is, I guess. Um, she was kind of all for it. She's like, oh, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then that's all that matters to me. And um, you know, and then she kind of it piqued her interest a little bit, and uh, that's why eventually she ended up getting baptized as well. Were there any particular principles um, or teachings of, of the church that interested you, or was it more just kind of the feeling you had when you went there? Yeah, I think overall the thing that I always kind of gravitated towards and really fixated on was the plan of salvation and just... Um, I guess maybe the focus on family. I think what really drew me to these member friends that I had was just when I'd go to their homes and when I would hang out with their families, it was just so comforting and like nice. And just, I mean, the word homey, you know, like that just came to my mind, whereas my home life wasn't always that way. And so I, I think I just kind of craved that and wanted that. Um, and then, yeah, as I learned about the plan of salvation, I was like, I was just fascinated by it, just understanding the whole purpose of it. I, I feel like in high school, I went through just like the, like a mini life crisis or like an identity crisis. Like I just kept asking myself, I was like, who am I? What do I want to do? Like, I have no idea. And I just felt like lost. You know, I don't know why 15 and 16 year olds shouldn't feel lost for any reason like that. But <laughs> when, does, when does he enter in? He, he likes to say that he converted me. But um, no, I mean, his his biggest role was he did give a talk at my baptism, so I'll give him that. Um, he, I met him kind of in those few weeks when I was, you know, they call it investigating, but, you know, I was basically on track to get baptized. Um, there was a really fun group of people at the YSA, and he was one of them. And, uh, yeah, I met him, I think. We have different stories. We have... We have my first time that I remember meeting him, and then we have his first time of meeting me. So I guess those are, that's kind of a funny well, story. Who's right? Yeah, <laughs> I, now I need to hear both. I <laughs> well, I feel bad because I actually don't remember the first time I met him, and so that's why there's like two different stories. I'm here. detecting a theme here. I'd like YSA is like YSA amnesia or something. <laughs> yeah. You listen to the yeah, Kirsten who, Woodward episode. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
yeah funny funny stuff happens in that building i guess um <laughs> he claims that it was one of my first sundays i think he was sitting in the back with a buddy and he kind of like nudged his friend and was like hey who's that and the guy's like oh i don't know i think she must be new and chad um chad's like watch this i'll i'll like get her number like i don't know they had some kind of funny bet and I'm walking, you know, back down, back to the back of the room. And he kind of stands up and goes, hi, I'm Chad. And I go, oh, hi. And I kind of just keep walking. And his friend was like, yeah, nice. Good job. <laughs> and Chad's like, okay, you know what? Game on. And so I think after that, he kind of made it more of a point to talk to me. Um, and I don't have any recollection of that because, I mean, if you know anything about the YSA words, like, I, if you're new there, everyone comes up and says hi to you. So it. I think it just got lost in the blur of everyone introducing themselves to me. <laughs> mm, so this is when you're first new there then? Yes, this okay. was like maybe a week or probably, yeah, probably a week after I first showed up. So I just, I really didn't know anybody and everyone's yeah. saying hi to me. Um, but the first time I remember talking to him was at some YSA um, event, like a dance or something. And and I must have been alone at a table at some point because he came up and started talking to me. And um, I kind of thought it was weird at first. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> thinking, like, who is this guy? And at some point he said, oh, my name's Chad. And I remember some other people kind of commenting, like, oh, you haven't met Chad yet? Oh, just wait till you meet him. Like, he's, <laughs> he's a character. And so when he said that, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the Chad that everyone's been talking about. Um but yeah, and I guess we just haven't really stopped talking since. <laughs> what uh, drew you back? Okay, because all my, I mean, ever since I went to church that day, like all my homesickness went away. Yeah. And I kind of felt like all I wanted to do was come hang out with these people that I finally felt like I had something in common with. Because I think I was very somewhat unique of a person on campus you know I just I wasn't into partying I wasn't into all probably the normal college stuff and um you know I think it's a bit comical because I you know I remember being in the dorms and everyone's talking about you know the crazy rage and who did what you know whatever all these crazy stories and I'm thinking like oh I like I just got back from playing ultimate cabbage like <laughs> <laughs> with these church people and um, you know I didn't necessarily share that with them but I'm just kind of like yeah I don't know I don't necessarily fit in with these other people like I feel way more comfortable um with the people at church and so yeah. that kind of kept really, me coming back really big sidebar here what is ultimate cabbage oh yeah um it's basically ultimate frisbee but with like a literal head of cabbage and, <laughs> and as you're playing it it falls apart and yeah <laughs> really fun stuff over there at what points did you start mainly going back because of chad there <laughs> i don't think i ever went like there mainly because of chad <laughs> yeah but, um, but but you know looking forward to like oh cool. kind of like like when we started like actually dating maybe or even before i mean like um actually well yeah i guess so he started kind of hosting a lot of stuff at his house like he would have game nights and he would have movie nights and um he was nice and like invited a bunch of us to like, go to the lake one time and so i just felt like like it was kind of 
he was like the fun person that um I was always excited to see what he was coming up with next um and I mean I can see now that I think he was also looking for excuses to see me as well <laughs> um you know but everything kind of had to be in a group to like yeah. not be too suspicious <laughs> um but yeah I think it happened pretty quickly I think we we were excited to see each other pretty often and pretty early on yeah it's fun <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Um, I had a few stories to go over. Um, I'm looking at Christina and Chuck. Are there any stories you wanted to dive into here? Absolutely. Boat trailer. <laughs> oh, yes. Another fun one. Um, let's see. Chad and I were probably dating. I don't think we were engaged yet. Um, he, I'm sure you'll have all heard, he, I, he has a boat. That's the rumor that goes around. Yes, he does. Um, we go to the lake quite a lot. The whole process of like when you're bringing the boat in and or like I guess off to off the trailer, it's like you someone has to hold the boat near the dock and then um, you know someone goes and gets the truck or the pickup or whatever it is and backs it down the ramp and then you have to kind of switch places and then he has to drive the boat up onto the ramp or onto the trailer and it's just like a lot of logistics happening and it can take a while and be very inconvenient. Um, when only one person knows how to do all that stuff. So he was like, you know, this is uh, this is getting kind of ridiculous. I think you just need to learn how to like back up the boat trailer so we don't need to do this like switching thing every time. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll learn how to do it. And he's like, yeah, we'll just take it to an open field or, you know, somewhere that's um, safe for you to learn how to, how to back it up. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen. So we were just at the lake one time and he's like, looks pretty um there's not a lot of people here i think this is a good chance for you to learn how to do it so he just kind of tosses me the keys and like lets me <laughs> off at the dock and i said well i don't like what am i supposed to do and he's like just no left is right and right is left and i said i don't even know what that means like <laughs> i am going to break your i'm going to break all your stuff and like I mean, we're not even engaged or married and i'm like just his girlfriend at this point so i'm terrified um, so I, so that says something. He's built a lot of trust. In I know. I don't know if it was like trust, but he was just like really lazy at that point. Um, so he's like, yeah, no rush. I'm just going to hang out here. You go just drive the pickup around and just go wide around the corners. So that was like my two pieces of advice I got was wide around corners and left is right and right is left. So anyway, I, I kind of want to impress him, but I'm also so terrified. So, um, I pull the. I I'm just literally thinking like well, at least like the boat was on the trailer at this point, but I'm still thinking like I'm gonna run into someone else. I'm gonna hurt someone else's boat, and yeah, I was very worried how that would go. Uh, so I pull the tr um, I pull the pickup out. I kind of get it around the little. I don't even know what it's called. You have to kind of go around this thing to pull up and then back in um, back down the ramp. Um, and. It was one of those situations you like I get when I'm doing this, there's like no one in sight. I was like, great, like I'm going to be able to have all the space. I won't have to worry about other people. And all of a sudden, by the time I'm like getting in, getting around the roundabout thing, there's like three other people. I was like, OK, where did <laughs> you all come on. from? <laughs> Why are you here right now? Um, so I pull up and I'm starting to back it up. And I'm just like I'm trying to like inch my way down. I'm trying to go super slow because I like. I don't under I don't know you know how much it's gonna like turn the trailer or how fast I'm gonna go whatever, um, and you could tell that because people 
who have boats, they care very much about them and um, they're very worried about other people like hitting them. So this one guy's like eyeing me. He's like, he just knows right away. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and he's watching me and I'm like trying not to look at him and like trying not to cry because I'm like, everyone is watching me and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so he kind of he eventually walks over and he like has me roll down the window. He's like, um, are you okay? Like, do you know what you're doing? I said, I don't. And I just start crying. I'm just like, I don't know. My boyfriend like wants me to back this down. And I have, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, okay. Um, yeah. Like, let's just make sure like to not hit anything. So, so he's like walking me down the whole ramp. And I don't know if you've ever been to Fall Creek, but when the yeah. water's low, it is a very long <laughs> ramp to go down. So he's just taking it step by step. And he's just like a little bit left, a little bit right, a little bit left. And he's like, oh, try again. So he has me pull up. I mean, I pulled I had to straighten out like 10 different times. Um, and all the while, I, I look back at Chad in the lake. He's just laying down like <laughs> on the back, like soaking up the sun, listening to music, like has no, like not even watching me, just like has no care in the world. Uh, I was like, I was so mad. But I eventually got down there and he pulled the boat into the trailer and he's like, see, wasn't that great? Wasn't that so much easier? And I said, absolutely not. That was like terrifying and horrifying and i'm so embarrassed because this guy had to walk me down <laughs> and i'm in tears like crying in front of a stranger um but luckily it has gone a lot smoother since that day and uh I, i'm kind of really good at it now <laughs> awesome. yeah. That's funny. so you had three three vehicles waiting for you in the beginning did you just have more than three? Oh my gosh i i honestly i don't even know i kind of blacked out blacked after out. the guy walked up to the window and asked me like do i know what i'm doing i was like i i don't <laughs> that's fun at least didn't jackknife it yeah say, backing in a boat that's a flex yeah I, yeah it's kind of a cool thing i can say now i've gotten pretty good at it um and i guess it was a little bit of a learning experience for me like oh i can i can do new things you know i don't know why at some point i thought like you get old enough and you just like can't learn anything new or do anything new but um yeah i feel like that helped me be like oh if i can do this okay what else can i learn what else can i do nice new skills <laughs> yeah riffing off that a little bit what are you most excited about learning right now i'm putting you on the spot a little bit oh uh I mean, the thing that is kind of on my mind right now is potty training. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, um, I don't know that I'm all that looking forward to it, but, you know, I think the outcome will be nice when at least one of my Eventually. kids with an in diapers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's, it's messy and smelly, but <laughs> it'll be nice when we get through it. Yeah. I, uh, w once you've gone past those stages, it's like, it's like, turning a new chapter in life mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like oh, I bet. oh done with diapers yes you know it's like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we'll, we'll still have one in diapers but you know it'll be nice to not have two kids in diapers <laughs> mm -hmm. one who's a little more self-sufficient and then if they can get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom by themselves mm -hmm. that's another picture yeah. <laughs> i know first it's like getting them to sleep through the night and now it's like oh getting them to go to the bathroom on their own in the night yep all milestones <laughs> Um, I got a question about your gymnastics. Oh, yes. Um, it's kind of funny. It used to be like my whole life. I did it from age four to 14. Um, and I competed for six of those years. And yeah, I mean, to me, gymnastics is just like the best sport ever. Um, I think it helped just give me all like the athletic abilities I have right now. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. What, what was yeah, your favorite they, event? Um, I think I did the best at Beam. And, okay. Um, yeah, I it's kind of terrifying to be on like four inches of wood, you know, up four feet high doing, you know, what people call flips and things like that. But um, I think it's also kind of the adrenaline rush, and it was it's just really a cool sport to be able to do. Yeah. Did you ever always glued the TV when the Olympics were on? Oh yeah. I love watching uh, gymnastics and the Olympics. I get stoked for stoked for that. Um, I don't feel like I know as much as I should. I'm not like, uh, I can't like say any gymnast names right now, honestly. Um, so I don't follow it all that much. Um, but I do, I do love like watching like OSU has a gymnastics team and U of O has the acrobatics and tumbling team. And so I still very much love to watch it and, uh, occasionally coach it when my life allows that time. Oh, hey. Awesome. Good chain. That was pretty neat. Um, did you have a favorite, uh, you, you say you don't know their, like their names, but, uh, any particular Olympic year, of like a uh, team that you liked? Yeah. Um, I think growing up, like the big name was Carly Patterson. Um, and so I remember when I went to a camp called Woodward, which it's kind of funny. They have the gymnastics side and cheerleading, and they also have the BMX and like skateboarding and um, that kind of side of the camp, which, you know, I guess we're all learning kind of similar tricks. Yeah, you see that stuff all over at Mount Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they have, um, you know, I guess we all need the same sort of like equipment to like learn how to do that stuff. Um, and she, Carly Patterson, kind of like showed up one of the days that I was at the camp. So that was like really cool. Um, and then I, I do remember there was a team, it must've been 2016. Yeah. No. What year did I graduate high school? So 2012, there was, um, I think they called them the Fab Five. There was five of them. And I actually I don't remember names. I just remember thinking like at one point we had a team of five and we called ourselves the Fab Five. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Is it Dominic or Mochiano? She? I can't remember. I'm, I'm from like way back for like uh, Carrie Strug and Dominique Dawes. I, so, I, did, I met both of them at Woodward. I like, had no idea who they were because oh, yeah. they were before my time, but I did meet them. Those names oh, that's yeah, awesome. were there. <laughs> that's cool. And so you can still do handstands? It sounds yes, like you can do it. I'm definitely not as strong as I used to be. And my core kind of has been shot from <laughs> my pregnancies, but I can still do a few things. Like, yeah, I tested it the other day. I can do a handstand. I can walk on my hands. And... Uh, we went to a trampoline place the other day and I could still do a few things. So along the uh, lines of learning new things, you know, you got your body training. Um, is that something you want to get back into? You mentioned about coaching and stuff, uh, or is there something else you want to veer into? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have the time to commit to like actually getting back into like gymnastics shape. Um, but I, yeah, I do, I do like to stay in shape enough, I guess, to be able to coach it and kind of like, you know, demonstrate the things that I need to demonstrate. Um, and the, in the past few years, because I wasn't really like doing gymnastics, I was like, well, what other, what's something I could kind of push myself to do? And so I was like, well, I hate running. So I think I should try and get myself to like it. So I, I ran two half marathons and Whoa. I think that was kind of something fun to like force myself to do. And I, you know, at one point I actually enjoyed it. Um, I am in no running shape right now whatsoever, <laughs> but it was fun to do it. And, you know, now I have those two medals. So that was kind of fun. That was pretty cool. When did you do that? The half marathon? That was, um, 
oh, probably like 2018 and 2019. Okay. And yeah, it was actually kind of cool because that was, see, 2019 was when they had torn down Hayward and that was, that's normally where you finish the race. Yeah. Um, so I got to finish it running across Autzen. So that was kind of a fun experience. Nice. How long did it take you to get in that shape to do your first one? Um, about four months. I think I remember I didn't want to worry through the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas about it. And I also was just procrastinating. So mm-hmm. I think January was when I started training. Um, and I went from like, I, like I could barely run a mile. Like I could do it physically, but I felt like my lungs were on fire and my legs were going to fall off. So uh, eventually I got strong enough. I ran like three times a week, I think. And yeah, it took about four months because the race was in April. Nice. Well, I have a question. If nobody else has one, I want to know about the show Friends. Because <laughs> I've watched through the entire series, Real Talk, I've watched through twice. Uh, and I've always tried to talk my wife into it, but she says the laugh track, she can't get through it. What is like your elevator pitch on the show Friends? Oh, man. I I mean, I guess I'm just speaking personally, but for me, it's just become the ultimate comfort show. Like, I I don't even have to watch it. If it's just on in the room in the background, I just feel feel comforted and. I mean, you know, obviously the jokes are going to be kind of. For that time back in the 90s and early 2000s but i think just overall um you know like rachel's style has mm-hmm. it has not gone out of style and um no, it's coming back yeah it's coming back yeah. if anything um you know i think each character just kind of has their little quirks to them and um you know you can't even pick a favorite because they're all so great um and i don't so i have this weird thing where like i hate throw up like i can't hear it think about it like i can't see someone even cough too hard because i'm worried they're gonna throw up um and so friends is a safe show for me there's no barfing (laughs) (laughs) um yeah like the office has a few so it's like i just you know i don't want to look over the screen at the wrong time and see someone throw up so uh, I don't know if you, anyone else has that issue, then Friends is a safe one to watch. I, actually, that's a good pitch for Camille because if all I have to do is go, whoop, yeah, and no. she'll, she'll start gagging. So. Yeah, for us also. Yeah. Good to know. It's good a real fear. It's a real fear. <laughs> Did you ever wish that you had like a friends group where you're just like in and out of people's apartment, each other's apartments? Oh my gosh, like yes. That? I like, Cause I think I started kind of getting into friends in high school. And so I just assumed that's what life would be. I'm like, I'm going to I did too. I, I thought it was, it was like, we're just going to be all hanging out. Right. And you realize now they're probably like, like just a little too codependent on each other, but yeah. it's like, it looks so fun. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think that's how life goes for most of us. <laughs> I never ended up having that. Where do you, where do you guys want to go now? Um, well, I'm thinking because we've already covered like, you're part of the love story, how you've met and mm-hmm. you're dating. How about we go to like when you got proposed to and like with your fingers? Oh, yeah. yeah what is redo. With the fingers? <laughs> <laughs> so another, I guess that starts with another story of Chad having me learn how to do something. Um, no, I wasn't really learning how he just was. He has this pickup and it has um, what's it called a canopy and he needed help getting it off his pickup into the garage. And, um, 
So this this was over the summer, I think, of 2018. Um, so it's like June. So we were not engaged yet. Anyway, so he had me help him with that. And I, I don't know, I was in this really awkward position trying to carry it. And all of a sudden, um, one of the windows like closed down and it closed on my fingers. And I was just, the way I was positioned and carrying it, I could not see my fingers. So I just like didn't know how to get it back open. And I, all I could feel was like my fingers were stuck. And I'm like, so I'm in panic mode. So I'm like, I can't get my hands out and I can't see them to like unhook the thing that I need to like unhook. And he's on the other end carrying it. So it's not like he could just drop it and run over. And so, um, I don't know, eventually I basically just like yanked my hands out, but they were, <laughs> all my nails were bruised and like my fingers were cut up and I don't know, fingers take forever to heal. Like the bruises have to just work their way down the nail. Um, and unfortunately he like was kind of planning to propose already. So I think a month or two later is when he proposed and my fingers still hadn't healed and he like didn't tip off any of my friends to like help me get a manicure. So they were just black and blue and then I had this like really nice shiny ring on my hand. And yeah, it was unfortunate. I'm just thinking of the Facebook photo you see Ugh, and it's yeah. like, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I don't think I had Facebook at the time. So like I wasn't posting that, but yeah, my family was like, um, Lauren, I think you need to go get a manicure. Like you need to fix this. <laughs> see so he proposed to you and uh then what'd you guys do after that um then we planned the wedding and we so that was august yeah we got married in february of the next year um and february is quite an interesting month in oregon you just kind of never know what, whether you're gonna get like right now you know yeah. it's basically yeah. snowing outside it might be snowing that would be a really special episode if it was <laughs> snowing during yeah and like even on our wedding day, we um, we had all the weather. I mean, we showed up to the temple. It was snowing. At some, it was raining most of the time. It was um, kind of like crazy winds. Like in all of our pictures, everyone just looks miserable. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes are watering. Your hair is everywhere. And such a happy day. <laughs> I, yeah, right. Happiest day of our lives. And our pictures you know, really show it. <laughs> um, Southern Portland. Yes, Portland. We got married in the, or sealed in the Portland Temple and had a reception up there as well. Um, and yeah, luckily, I mean, we were smart and planned ahead and chose an indoor venue for the reception. So, you know, at least it was nice and warm in there. Um, yeah. And then we I found out I was pregnant about six months later. And that was Frog. She oh. was born Mother's Day in 2020. Um and that was like kind of a crazy experience too because it was you know sort of the early stages of covid so it was just um just a weird i guess time to be pregnant and have a baby and not be able to see anybody oh man yeah, that's gonna be weird that was weird because you're going to doctor's visits and a lot of the time family's not able to come in with you and yeah i went to i mean so let's see march was when like the real shutdown happened so i only had a few handful of um, appointments where you know I was like masked up and had to come alone and all that stuff um, but yeah the hospital I think it actually kind of worked out like we were I was allowed to have Chad in there which was that was a big relief to me because I was worried about doing it all on my own because I had heard about horror stories you know just women like they're being denied any kind of um, second person with them in the room um, but 
I think it worked out. I don't think I would want anyone else in the room with me. I would. I don't think I wanted family to come visit me right after a really long labor and pushing, and I'm just exhausted. So, yeah. Um, going back just a touch, how was? I'm just curious. Planning the wedding. Um, it was good. I mean, I I'm not one of those people who had like a. a vision of my wedding growing up so I kind of didn't even know where to start I was just like I don't know what colors I like you know I just all of a sudden was a blank mind I was like I don't know what I like and I don't know <laughs> what I want to do um but I think it actually went pretty smooth um you know kind of once you get the bigger things like the venue and the day and all that and like the dress uh once you get all that figured out you know, yeah. things kind of fall into place I know like just re recollecting back with the uh, Chris and I doing it, actually, mostly her, yeah. and trying to get things under a budget. And oh, uh, it, was, it was interesting you know, what you come up with, trying to get a venue and things going. Uh, haggling with some of the restaurants, haggling with um, Olive Garden, getting things set up there. <laughs> but, uh, and then luckily one of her uh, brothers was able to do this elaborate balloon oh, um, decoration thing in the, one of the uh, churches. And so... Um, I was just kind of curious how, if you had any issues as far as like planning together, uh, budgeting, all that stuff. I don't know. Just yeah. Uh, I mean, he definitely kind of stayed out of it. He's like, I'm going to let this be your thing. I mean, we kind of talk about budget together and, you know, like what maybe each of our families could do, you know, to help save money. Like, oh, my aunt, um, like Chad's aunt did a great job with the flowers. So that was like, a, that was a huge help. Um, and just, uh, all the little details he, you know, I kind of ask his opinion. He's like, whatever you want, whatever you want. I've <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's a going. So, you know, later on, he's like, why didn't we do this? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I asked your opinion. You <laughs> told me I could do whatever I wanted. So, you know, no comments after. <laughs> get what you get and don't. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, real estate. What's, oh. uh, when did you get into that? That um, that was also kind of early pandemic or like when I didn't know. Um, I was pregnant with Marin and I had a job um, actually at Richardson Sports here in town. And, um, you know, getting closer to the end of my pregnancy is just kind of like, do I like what's this going to look like? Like, am I am I going to keep working somehow? Am I um, am I just going to stop working altogether? Um, and then Chad, um, he was kind of like, well, you know, I hate realtors and all that, but I think you would be good at it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, great advice, right? He's like, I hate them, so you should be one. <laughs> uh, it actually worked out because, you know, I could do, I got all my training done and all that from home and took the test and got my license. And um, uh, I did a little bit slower than I probably should have because I kind of didn't dive into it until after Marin was born. Um, but I think it was actually just like a really great thing for me. Um, I could still feel like I was contributing, um, you know, to the family and um, feeling like I also kind of had this thing to myself, you know, because I think when you become a mom, it's just like all of a sudden it can become 100% about the baby and you just kind of forget that like, you're human too and you need to grow in other ways. And so it was nice to have something that was sort of challenging to me and, um, you know, it was also nice to be able to to have an excuse to talk to other adults, you know, I got to make calls and like, you know, instead of doing the baby talk, <laughs> I got to talk about professional things. So I think that was nice, really nice to have. Um, and I, I do technically still do it. Uh, it's just been 
slow with two kids. I've kind of, I just slowed down a lot. Um, but it is still something that, you know, I'm keeping up my license and okay. yeah. So when friends and family, um, want to buy or sell, then I, you know, I can still do it. Ah, all right. Keep you in mind. Yes. <laughs> so you do that. So basically kind of like part time yeah. when it happens. And... Yeah. There was a good year and a half where I felt it was almost full time. I was you know, doing a lot of it and yeah, for right now it's more part-time for sure is it something that you want to like really delve into in the future or is it you just want to keep it part-time yeah um possibly i think you know i don't know i don't really know how many kids at this point we'll have um and i don't yeah i can't even like fathom like them all being in school and having you know part of the day to myself um but i could see myself kind of um you know revving up i guess when i do have those hours um just kind of when the kids are at school or something I think we do kind of need that, right? I remember, like, I was playing golf with the owner of Crumble Cookie one day. Oh, and, Austin Twos? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I told Camille about that, and she's like, oh, is he hiring? And I was like, I didn't know you wanted a job. And she's like, I hate being at home all day. <laughs> I, was like, I like it for most of the day, but I need, like, an outlet. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it becomes really important. Like, and it, not even always about the money, but just, like, having something to do like something that kind of sets your schedule something that you know can be challenging or you know get you around other people um yeah those are really nice things to remember to have what's um what about it is it that you that that you like um about real estate yeah about real estate i'm I'm Um, interested i think at least for me i've i don't think a lot of real estate agents say that they like working with buyers, but I think that's kind of become some of my favorite people to work with because they kind of become like just fully trusting in you, especially first time buyers. They're kind of, they don't even know where to start. They don't even know what questions to ask. And it's nice to be able to like, here, let me help you. Like, this is where we can start. And you know, this is kind of how the process works. And um, I think they, they just, they will actually listen, I think, and work with you. Whereas sometimes other types of buyers or sellers, they just, they kind of think they know it all and they're sort of telling you how to do your job. And, you know, I don't know, at that point, it just doesn't mm. become quite yeah, as fun. Yeah. I, maybe I like the educating aspect of it mm-hmm. um, or, you know, just having someone like to, we can bounce back ideas. Front of what they like, are you yeah. matching what they're saying and versus what you see in stock out there? Yeah. Yeah. That is an part. I love looking at all the houses that there are to see, you know, it's, kind of gives me ideas for my own home or you know just kind of seeing um even just how people decorate I don't know it's just been fun to like kind of house hunt kind of you know match make you know oh you're like this home and you buyers like you guys will just be the happiest couple (laughs) so yeah I think that's kind of the fun part of it I think there's something kind of cool just as an outsider with that relationship with a first-time buyer because you're probably getting to know them better than some of their family members know them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah going, you get some intimate details. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like getting to hear their dream basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really fun, especially kind of those, the couples who are starting out. Um, you know, I've had fun with people who like, you have a baby on the way. And so it's just kind of fun to like walk through homes and you know, they're oh, this room would be great for a nursery. Or, you know, if you're planning to have more kids, like, you know, then here's, the other bedroom and here's how you could set it up and you know it's just it's also kind of fun to um life plan with them and envision you're a guide 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. call it that. <laughs> <laughs> where else? Where else do we want to go? Um, I guess there's the you want to redo on not trying out for the club tennis team in college. Oh, yeah, that. I guess it's not so much about like the not trying out, but the lesson I learned from it. So you know, it was one of those like early weeks in college and. Um, you know, it's kind of like, oh, like what clubs am I going to join and what activities am I going to do? And there's, you know, flyers for everything. And there was one for club tennis and I had played tennis throughout high school. So I was like, well, I could probably, I probably do that. And that'd be kind of cool and kind of fill that, like that void that I'd have for, you know, being on a team or being part of a group. Um, and I don't know, I think I just got too nervous or something. I just remember the day that um, tryouts came up and I was like, no, I, you know, I just, I don't think I'm going to be good enough. And so I just didn't go. And I... After that, I was like, I was so mad at myself. So I'm like, well, why didn't I even just try? Um, and like to this day, I just think about oh, like, what if I had, you know, gotten on the team and um, had all that fun, you know, traveling and playing this, playing a sport. But um, I think what I got from that was just, you know, if you're thinking about applying for something or trying out for something or just doing something new, like just do it because it's nice to have the option to say yes. You know, if you get the job or you, you know, you get on the team or whatever. Um, versus just never knowing or never trying. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, when it came time to apply for jobs, I think that helped because it was like, I'm just going to apply for everything. That way yeah. I can kind of have my pick from, you know, whatever I get. I can at least say I tried or be able to pick what I want to do. Cool. You mentioned also on here, going out to eat good food. <laughs> yes, what is I, good food to you? Honestly, I... I don't want to call myself a foodie because I don't, I don't know. It's like I can have terrible quality food and I can have great quality food. And I just, I like eating is basically what it comes down to. And um, even more specifically, like it's so nice when I don't have to cook. So I will <laughs> appreciatively and gratefully eat any food that like I didn't have to make myself because, you know, I'm, I'm cooking like, well, I cook a hundred percent of the meals we eat at home and then, you know, occasionally we'll go out. So just got a yeah. special favorite out there type of food um i i think i'm just a big pizza lover pizza. <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah we like we go to mod quite a lot mod is yeah and there's a new one in uh, yes, Springfield. yes yeah. there's one on is it mohawk or olympic yeah, Mo or olympic mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that one's you know a little bit closer than the one in oakway to us so maybe we'll frequent that one a lot more but yeah they're the pizza plus that blackberry lemonade they have i mean that's good that's, that's funny yeah. do you have a style of pizza you like or like new york style or chicago or um just any kind i mean i you know mod i guess is like the thin crust and so um yeah i don't know <laughs> just any kind of pizza i guess i i probably stir away more from i don't like thick crust or stuffed crust or anything like that is it is it enough of a love to get your own pizza oven I was going to say, we, that Chuck has one. That's a cool one. gift, huh? Chuck Do you guys has, have one? Chuck has one, and I have one. We could make you some oh, pizza man. sometime. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that sounds like a fun specialty thing to have at home. I'm not bragging, but we geek out on that stuff, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have the drink area, too, right? Like the soda, like Italian sodas. You guys have something, right? And we have an ice cream machine, too. Okay, yeah. So your house has all the things that, like, probably my dream kitchen would have. <laughs> pizza oven, ice cream maker. I'm like, I'm big on drinks. Yeah, we'll have to have you over sometime and the DeSolis and we'll make some pizza and ice cream. Yeah. yeah. 
That sounds great. <laughs> Lauren, I uh, I wanted to know a couple of things about your favorite calling so far has been working with the sunbeams, which that was one of Camille and I's favorite callings too. And then part two of that, you'd, you'd like to serve with the young women sometime. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't really had many callings, so I didn't have a lot to choose from. Um, but yeah, sunbeams, I mean, they're just so cute. And I think it was also extra fun because I didn't have my own kids at the time. So, um, you know, classic to put the newlywed couple in with young kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're just fun. And it's like so... Did that happen to you too, Chuck? Because it happened to us <laughs> when we were newlyweds. Sunbeams. Oh, you know what? Cub like Scouts. Cub Scouts, mm -hmm. okay. Good time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's either like Sunbeams, Scouts, like nursery, you know, so yeah. they kind of they find that place for those newlyweds. Um, yeah, and I just always think it'd be fun to hang out with young women. I, in my mind, I feel like I'm still like 19 or 20. I feel like I am still young. I mean, I am, but like not quite as young as I think. Um, <laughs> and so like the other day, you know, Lexi DeLuna had to explain, I don't know, some word or some term. And I was like, oh, man, if I hit that stage of life where like I'm no longer the one who has to roll my eyes and explain what something means, like someone's explaining something to me. And I still <laughs> am like leaving like I just I don't quite get it. I don't think I'm going to have to go Google it later. And, you know, hopefully nothing bad comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just stay young at heart. Yeah. I don't blame you for that. Lexi and uh, Brandon DeLuna coach me on slang all the time. Mm -hmm. So you know. Even I don't know half the slang that's used. Yeah. So. Slang is needless. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, like, I think it was their dog's <laughs> name, Riz. And she's like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, your appeal, you know, to get a, not a spouse, but like, you know, to get a partner. I'm like, huh? So it's like game? So like. He's like, you got game, but it's like, Riz, like, I still kind of don't get it. I don't understand that at all, but. <laughs> I think they just make it up just to. Probably, <laughs> you know, probably. Just to be unique. <laughs> all right, mental note. So, young women. Oh, uh, no, no. I'm not, not anytime soon. <laughs> still in the thick of babies and kids. Right, right. No, I think, yeah. I'm not that mean. <laughs> well, Chad would beg Chad to differ. Chad would argue cause... with that. <laughs> And what it, what is it about? Uh, so is it is it just kind of that connection and being able to, you know, enjoy kind of uh, being able to relate to the youth and. Yeah, I think just yeah, relating to them. Um, I just feel like I have such vivid memories of being that age and having certain people to look up to who just, I don't know, they just like made me feel included, um, and like. I guess special just you know like it always made me feel good when someone older or you know they probably they probably don't want to be called old but you know people in their 30s it's just like when they take an interest in someone young it's like oh like you just kind of feel special when they like remember the sports you do or they just um, are so excited to talk about what's going on at high school or something you know I don't know and yeah just kind of help me feel young still yeah I think that's totally relatable I I had a lot of experiences like that too, where just mentors, especially if maybe you don't have, for me, like, you know, the, the parental influence all the time at home, it was meant a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think we have to hit at least one more question here. 
And Christina, I'm looking at you a bit because we always ask about the favorite color. Yeah, on Drew's behalf. <laughs> what is your favorite color? And oh, yeah. is there a reason behind it? Now, what is mint blue? Come you know, like, um, I don't see any in here actually, but it's like, it's yeah. like a icy, minty blue. It's like turquoise blue, but kind of like calmer. Um, usually I wear some version of it, but not today. I don't know. It's think of like gum, maybe. <laughs> I know what you mean. They, yeah. They're boys, but they don't it's understand. Right. I think green, but it's blue. I mean, yeah, peppermint? people might say it's more green than blue, somewhere in there. It's more. I, I would say it's more blue than green. It's more like a light blue with a touch of turquoise. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to pay attention now. <laughs> I'll try and find like something. Easter blue. She's Easter wearing mint blue today. Yeah, but yeah, like Easter blue. Probably closest thing. Because it's kind of fun, yet calming, yet a little bit whimsical. And so, Is there a reason behind it besides that? or um, I don't think I have any reasons. No, I just, I tend to gravitate towards it. I, like at one point I realized like my phone, my water bottle, my bag, my socks. Like, <laughs> like at one point everything I owned was this color. I'm like, you know, I think this is my favorite color. And when yeah. did you realize it was mint? Uh, well, you know, it's... I, when I was younger, my I painted my bathroom this like really kind of probably bright, obnoxious turquoise. I mean, it was like the perfect color to me at the time, but you know, at some point I matured and I'm like, you know, let's let's uh, take it down a notch. And so <laughs> the more pastel version of the turquoise feels, you know, more grown up to me. Okay. And somewhere along the paint buckets in mint blue or? <laughs> oh, well, you know. Or you just kind of make that relation of yourself or oh yeah i didn't i don't really know what to call it because turquoise is like too bright too dark and mint blue just is like the lighter version of it i don't mint i don't blue even know if it just yeah. gives you okay. that, that yeah. cool feeling or something <laughs> sure sure you'd have to see it you, you don't so. understand so clearly. this is probably a good thing like i still feel dumb but if i have to explain <laughs> with <my> ways. <laughs> Chuck and I are here to make you feel good. Good. All right. That's right. That's, that's right. why we did it this way. Got any of the extra that's at the tip of your mind? Um, I feel like I had all kinds of ideas, you know, like the few days leading up to this. I was like, oh, I better make sure that I talk about this and this and like, this will be nice and spiritual to talk about, but you know, it's all, it's all gone from my mouth. I have no idea now. <laughs> what about questions from you then? Oh, questions from me. Well, you know, I realized I left this one blank. So I kind of want to ask you guys, um, what is the most interesting thing you're learning about currently? Oh boy. I can dive in. I can do mine. All right. I am super geeking out on longevity right now. Like living a long time? How to live healthier and longer. Um, I'm kind of at a point where I'm not going to say I mastered my craft or whatever, but I, I understand family medicine to some extent, to where I feel confident at least. And now I'm just super interested in what helps somebody live to be 90 or 100 and still be healthy and running and enjoying life. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, you hear those stories about people like, oh, I smoke a pack of cigarettes, you know, a day and uh, eat all the things with butter, but <laughs> I'm sure that's not the answer. I would say the second thing definitely resonates with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, um, 
I'm getting into uh, back to schooling for uh, getting into AI. So mm. it's interesting. All the uh, different types of programs out there that are doing their thing for the artificial intelligence and uh, the ethics behind it. Uh, Christina was just creepy. enlightening me about some ethical things that are discussing in school. Oh, yeah, we read an article and it's creepy. <laughs> very creepy. My AI opinion. is creepy. Yes, it's very creepy. It's just a program. Okay. <laughs> like what's something unethical that's going on? I don't know. Like throughout the article, it was just kind of like them talking to like this person and it eventually started saying like, oh, I love you and everything. And then it was just so creepy how it started saying stuff. It was like, oh, but I'm married. But And then the AI was saying, well, yeah, but you're not happy with them because they're not me. And it just kept, I don't know. It was very like creepy. Like how they take on their own minds all Sure, yeah. yeah. I, I find it so, I can see that because there could be like, okay. Oh, dear. It's based on what is trained on. Mm-hmm. And if mm. if it's trained on current society, then yeah, it's going to be failing society. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then yes, I guess there's that ethical issue of it uh, potentially catching someone's interest in a way that shouldn't be caught, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because you know the human brain will go in that direction too. But I love you, you know it. The, the, the chat bot is saying that because it's programmed it to, but at the same time, the person on the other end is like exactly. feeling that love and then uh-huh. you're making a connection maybe you shouldn't be making. You know. <laughs> like it knows it, what we want to hear, even though it's like the wrong thing. It, it, I mean, it knows, it knows what you want to hear, but at the same time, maybe you shouldn't be hearing it. It's like Facebook and all those, uh, mm. their, their experiments, all the, the populations and yeah. algorithms, you know, they're giving what you want, but it's not in your best interest. I'm hearing excuses. <laughs> So where do you do? Are they going back to like an online college, or how? Like, where are you learning this? Oh, um, yeah, I'm uh, taking um, some uh, classes at uh, Johns Hopkins. What? Yeah, Jones Hopkins. Okay, cool. um, so it's online, cool. online class. So, um, yeah, I've got a couple more years. <laughs> I can only take a class a term because I'm old. Oh, poor you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Takes a lot of time. I'm thinking, and I can't really think of anything. I guess I'm taking psychology this semester. Mm-hmm. So far, we've mainly covered the history of it, but like the history is so interesting, and like what they did for like mental health mm-hmm. way back then. So, like, the like, like hole in the, the head. Yeah. Oh boy, nice <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So weird, but that's it's interesting. Ethical doing those right there. <laughs> that was way back then. That doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not yet. <laughs> it's kind of like during like. World War Two, when the Nazis would use the uh, twins. Yes, well, the Meng, Meng, Dr. Mengo, I forget Maybe? his name, but yeah, all kinds of science experiments were <laughs> done on people not, not necessarily wanting to do those experiments. Yes, on the, like the POWs or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, not just the, them. Uh, I guess uh, some of the Japanese doctors were doing mm-hmm. some similar stuff as well. Bummer. Yeah, let's take a dark turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, 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 let's get some light. Bring it back. So, Lauren, I, I wanted to move to our last question, if that sounds okay. Yeah. Um, so the show is called The Connection. We always end with the question, how has being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints helped you better connect with our Savior? Um, yeah, I think for me, becoming a member, it has made Jesus Christ an actual real person to me. Um, I think before when I was 
um, you know, kind of casually going to churches with friends or, um, you know, only understood a little bit about um, Jesus Christ. It was kind of, he's like this vague idea and sort of like, you know, I kind of understood like, oh, you're supposed to pray to him or something. You know, I didn't really understand what he, who he was or what he did. I had no idea what the atonement meant. Um, and so becoming a member, it just has made him just real and accessible. I think it's um, the focus that we have on him is just like that. He's the most important thing that we need to understand, like, and how his atonement works and what it means in our life. Um, and I think it's just, it's just been, that was kind of like the pivotal moment for me, just knowing, getting to know who he is and understanding his role in my life and um yeah being able to connect with him and yeah. well, it does help you connect with him I, everybody's different for me it's like walking around the park behind our house is actually where i'll have my talks <laughs> with god <laughs> and and try to connect with the savior what helps you yeah i i think it is just in small moments like i i'm not someone who has these huge grand spiritual experiences um, and I'm not really great at all the things I should be doing. Um, and I, I, sorry to say, Bishop, I don't pray like super consistently. I'm not like in my scriptures super consistently. I'm like, just at this point in my life, I'm really bad about that. But I do, I just feel like throughout the day, just little things, I'll be like, oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. Or, um, I don't know, just, you know, the term tender mercies. I just feel like I, I notice those and it just makes me feel close to him and, um, yeah, I'm sure at some point I'll get better about, you know, actually like reading and learning from the scriptures. But for right now, it's just the, the moments that I have with my kids and my family and, um, you know, where we live, we have, um, we, we're on quite a bit of acreage. And I think just all the beauty that we have over there and kind of seeing um, the circle of life with the various animals we have is just very, very um, a great way for me to learn. Yeah. Well, I will say, Lauren, that although it's great and we get amazing information from the scriptures and that'll come with time, I think those mindful moments of just acknowledging him and saying, I like what you did there or thank you for that. You know, I, I think that goes so far in developing our relationship. And um, I, I don't want to say anything trumps the scriptures or anything like that, but I think that we need in addition to all the learning we have in the church, we need to actually seek that personal relationship. So I think that's a great way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's actually pretty good too, because sometimes it's almost like you're in a, um, almost like in a constant prayer in a way, um, by having yourself open just, you know, that little bit. It may not be a full blown prayer, but uh, going all throughout the day with your mind, you know, with those floodgates part way open to, to Heavenly Father. Um, that it just keeps you connected all the time to some degree so yeah yeah i think at some point and it kind of it clicked in my mind i'm like well how would i feel if i was to be in a room with him like would i feel comfortable would i feel okay talking to him like looking at him like you know just being near him and so i think uh, that's been a little bit of my focus lately is just like i want to feel comfortable thinking that like he's here with me and so it kind of helps me dictate you know my thoughts and my actions and how I'm living. That's good. I think maybe sometimes some people may focus too much on prayer and then hard life. 
Mm-hmm. And so it could be a, a situation where some people are just turning their mind off, you know, towards Heavenly Father, but they know they should say, you know, prayers and stuff. And so they may have, you know, their, their actions maybe could be questionable or something like that. Um, but then at the end of the day, you know, they're like, oh, I must do my prayers, you know, and they'll, you know, they'll open it up. Maybe they'll reset their minds a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, they'll might get in the habit again of shutting it off and, you know, going full bore with how life is and then so on and so forth. But being able to have that passive mindset of keep, you know, that connection always going. I think that's a good way to, yeah, have consistent good decisions. So <laughs> thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah. Appreciate it. This was fun. Um, and we didn't talk about Taylor Swift the whole time. Well, you know, probably a good thing that Lexi wasn't here. Yeah, part two, we'll we'll have Lexi <laughs> bring it up. We actually did like hum Taylor Swift songs. My my youngest son was like actually on the way home from uh, Mount Bachelor today. He was humming them and making us guess. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Shout out to Taylor Swift. Well, we, we oh yeah, I'd like to play that game later on. <laughs> you should ask him. All right. This episode of the Connection Podcast. We're on most podcast carriers, so please like and subscribe. The show's art is done by Joel Boreen, and the music is provided by Drew Boreen. We look forward to connecting to you next time. Until then, take care. <laughs>